This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Martha, this has been an incredible road trip and we're here on location at Drees and Water today. Yes, we are. I think you should explain though to our Southern friends what you mean by blinding. Okay, so picture you're out in the middle of July on the beach and you've got zero sunglasses and the sun is uh, reflecting off the sand and the water it's like five times worse than that that's that's what it <laughs> it's is bright but everywhere wel- welcome to our audiences all over the first coast and all over tampa bay from old cala down there to fort myers and to disney so grateful that you tune in hey you know water our planet's full of it our bodies are full of it the air is full of it everything revolves around water we take it for granted in fact Yet, if there's one thing that we don't understand much, it's water. We have it readily available right out of the tap. Yet, what does it mean to get, what does it take to get the water there? How do you know it's safe to drink? I mean, just recently it was released that the majority of bottled water is full of microscopic plastic particles and it's polluting our waters. That was just fun information. So, is providing clean drinking water a ministry? Is that a kingdom thing? You know, about 45 years ago, a family moved to Minnesota. You know, our family moved to Minnesota 45 years ago. Okay, it's 44 years ago this summer. But 44 years ago, you were young, sister. All right. And one of the favorite commercials growing up was, hey, Gulligan Man, because that commercial left an impact on my psyche. We had a Culligan water softener. Now, many decades later, we're at the headquarters of Driesen Culligan Water, a Culligan franchise owner in southern Minnesota. And we're going to hear from the COO, the CFO, and the director of IT. Is he the CIO? Not the CIO. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. About how their faith impacts the work and why water is a gift from God, as well as my incredible sister, who's joining us, Sue Wilson. And we got Mike Herman. And we got Tim Franklin. Right? I got that right. Did I get that right? I lost my notes all of a sudden. Yes, sir. I was in very small right. You guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank well, you. thank it's you. Good to be on the show. It's great to be here. Really? You say that now. I hope it you is. feel that way at the end when we get to the end. Okay. <laughs> right, it depends on how much they pick on me. All right. Well, <laughs> I didn't do it. Just for the record, I yeah, I didn't pick it. I didn't pick on you, sister. I'm going to treat you nice. And, and I have to treat you nice because she's going to feed me the next several days. So it's very important. All right. So here's a question for you. Just, I know you guys really know each other, but you know, the audience doesn't know. And I always like to start off with the first thing being, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Tim? Uh, well, I had the, uh, the privilege of being born into a family that was a regular tender at church. Um, both of my, my parents were uh, pastor's kids and my father at the time was in training to become a pastor. So that was kind of my, my, the table setting 
for that point. Um, but I ultimately remember when I was young, um, hearing a sermon at church and just sitting back and talking to my mom later and saying, man, this sounds good. Jesus, I want to love Jesus and talking to her and then just going from there and then just growing up in, in faith and, and being around church and then going on and learning that I ultimately have to um, understand and identify and own the gospel for myself. So, I mean, mm-hmm. salvation, I would say, came at a young age and then uh, learning what that means is something I've grown into. Sue Wilson. Now, she's my sister. She's my older sister. She doesn't let me call her my big sister because she really takes offense to those things. And I don't understand why, but she does. Sue Wilson, why don't you share your story of how you came to be a Jesus follower? Well, I was actually um, attending a Baptist church in um, Columbia, Maryland, and um, just a little little tyke, six years old, and I answered an altar call when I really felt the Lord tugging at my heart, and um, grew up in a family that really focused on faith, but did not come from a faith history, so we learned a lot together. We grew up together learning about the Lord together. Um, I will say that I really didn't become a Christ follower until I was outside of college on my own, married, raising kids, that's when it really started to take shape into how it, how it actually um, impacts your daily life, how you think, uh, decisions you make, the way you talk, the way you act. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, probably the more I understand the impact that I can have on other people um, just by loving on them and being with them and doing life with them. I love that. That's fantastic. And that's really some of my story because we share the same household. Although when she was six, I barely existed. So <laughs> that's right. Let's just make sure we, let's make sure we make that clear. Okay. All right. Mike Herman, COO of Driesen Culligan Water. I mean, how do you guys call yourself? Because on your website, it calls itself many things. You, you like Either Driesen Culligan or Culligan Ultra Pure. <laughs> of which your website, ultrapure.com or culliganiswater.com. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. Mike Herman, how did you become a follower of Jesus? You know, I, I think it kind of took a baseball bat on the side of the head to get me to Christ. <clears throat> I did not come from a family of uh, Christians. I actually came from a broken family. And then my dad was raising four boys. And when I was 15, he passed away. So I was on my own at 15. And I had a good friend who later became a foster brother that kind of walked side by side with me. And uh, through his walk in life and through his uh, sharing with me, one day I just, with uh, his dad, I just had no choice. Uh, God took him and took me and uh, pretty much left me no choice. He showed up at my farm where I was on my own and said, pack your bags, you're moving in with me. And that's when I was about 17. So I'd been on my own for about a year and a half. And the rest is history after that. I found Christ and uh, after... 21 years in the military, I know if I hadn't had him being in the military and didn't have him today, I don't know where I'd be at today. So That'd be a rough life. I, I can't imagine the military without Jesus. That'd be a tough one. Impossible. I don't know how they make it through there uh, without having Christ in their life. Hmm. All right. So you guys work together each and every day, and I know that you've worked together as a team now almost two years. And as you, is it only two years or is it only three, almost three? Two. It's two years. All right. So... I love that as these guys are walking into so the So Sue's new to the team. Yeah, Sue's new to the team. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sue's new to the team. That's right. And, and you guys all know that because she knows she was at Crown College. We did many interviews when she was at Crown College. Talk about you, this interaction because you guys are all talking about your, your disc profiles walking in here. Do you guys know each other's love languages too or just the disc profiles? 
No, wow. we probably we probably pretty much know each other's love languages too. All right, all right, that's good. Because as an executive team, you need to know those things in order to be able to operate. How many employees do you guys have as total part of Drees and Water here out of Owatonna? You get a lot. Of, you get you get branches in Austin, Albert Lee. Where else? Well, oh, we yeah, about twenty three locations. Twenty three locations. Country in Texas, Indiana, and Minnesota. Oh, well, all over the place. Okay, so how many employees total in the whole group? Oh, 280 plus. All right. So what I want to focus the show on is, as you guys do, and, and Tim, you're handling the IT all over the country. Yep. Okay. So that was, so did you have floating servers then in Texas and in, in Houston then last year? Or did you have servers on floaties or what did you guys do? <laughs> Believe it or not, the, the floating ones have actually been in Western Minnesota when, when the pipes burst. So uh, yeah, it was interesting. We did lose some equipment last year down in, in Texas for sure. But you had it all backed up, right? Well, it's fortunately we are not a uh, we're not a server base. We're a oh. in the cloud kind of a group, so we're we're pretty lucky in that case. Oh, so yeah. just a bunch of desktops that got destroyed. That's right. Nice. Uh, well, you know, nothing like a little water to fix a, a computer. All right. <laughs> so, talk to me about your 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 spiritual gifting. Like uh, Sue, why don't you tell me Tim's number one spiritual gift? Ooh, just one. Yeah, just tell me his number one. Okay, tell me one or two. I don't one of them. One of them. Well, certainly, um, he is... By the way, I didn't tell them I was going to do this. I told them they were going to say what their spiritual gift was, but I figured it's better because they're a managed, they're an executive team. They should know each other's spiritual gifting. Fellowship and walking alongside people. He is an outstanding, um, caring, empathetic person. Okay, so how does he put that into practice and as, a, as the IT guy, managing the IT all over the country? Well, he has people calling him all day, every day with problems, and he doesn't just solve their IT problem, but he really shows that he cares about the person behind the problem. So So you're your own help desk? (laughs) I go to other people if I need help. No, what I meant is that so you don't have a help desk to go to. You have to do all the helping. Yeah, we've got to actually we've got a team. We have a lot of people okay. from corporate that uh, make up our help desk. Yep. All right. Do you guys ever pray together as an executive team? As a matter of fact, we do. There was a time. How come not Mike got that blank look on his face when I asked that question? He's like, I'm not. He wasn't oh, no. here. We were praying for they were him. Praying yeah, we, for yeah. me yeah. while oh. I was out doing something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So oh. we actually um, were here in the conference room and ha- had a couple people on conference call and did it um, with some people that aren't even in our location. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's big things going on, there's people here that are praying. There's nothing more powerful than the power of an executive team praying. Okay, Mike Herman, tell me what. Sue Wilson's uh, spiritual gift is and how she uses it on a daily basis. You know, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, we were just talking about this on Friday. We had a, an executive leadership team meeting on Friday with a group of folks. Tim was down in Texas taking care of business, but we were talking about our spiritual gifts or love language and how that's brought into the business. And Sue's is the ability to come alongside somebody and to uh, come alongside of them, mentor them, coach them. Uh, being able to listen to their needs and desires and, and help them uh, get through that. That's her So that's how's, her that, how's that play out as CFO of the, uh, of the company? Well, you know, we have uh, several people that she has a mentor or coach to personally that she meets with on a regular basis uh, via phone or in the office. But there's many times where the stress of day-to-day business, and there's a lot of people that will reach out to her just to talk to her. Hmm. I like that. That was very nice. He was nice to you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so we got so Mike. Who's going to do Mike then? So you do Mike. What is his spiritual gifting? How does he put it into practice as COO? 
I would say two things um, pop right to the top, top of my head. One is administration. I have never seen uh, a gentleman as organized. And um, Does his garage look like mine? I've never been in his garage, so I can't answer that. Oh, okay. It's clean. Uh, that doesn't surprise floor? me. Not right now. Well, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> If you don't have a problem with sodium, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of it. It is Minnesota, I remember, in the middle middle of spring. But um, he he looks just like spring outside. (laughs) Actually, on Facebook, they're calling it Sprinter. Oh, yes, that's probably (laughs) accurate this year. Um, But he really is gifted. Uh, He has a very wide and deep. coverage in our company and and the amount of things that he handles is just amazing. The other thing that he's actually um, very good at, I think I would call it exhortation, mm-hmm. which is a speaking truth and holding people accountable and truly um, being very direct with them where they need to be direct. And uh, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, do things without actually just calling it as it is. That's great. It's Great like to, to have people like that on the team. I love the way you guys just lifted each other up. And that's that's the power. And that's why when Sue said we could pull this interview off, I'm like, this is great. Bring an executive team in. You guys are always working together as a team. I, this is fantastic to hear that. So in the past, our listeners have heard from Sue and what she believes when she hears, I work for him. But when, would one of you gentlemen share with us what you think of when you heard the name of I work for him and how that might resonate with you in your daily work. First thing I thought of was, um, tent making, um, used to call it marketplace ministry, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. I mean, that's the first thing that I thought of. Um, I got the, the, the second thing I thought of was the book safely home by uh, Randy Alcorn mm-hmm. because it was just talking about one of the characters there saying that he wants to be the best key maker that he could be you know, the best street sweeper that he could be. And ultimately it doesn't matter what my profession is, is that I work for, I work for him. Mm -hmm. I might get paid by somebody else here today, but what I do matters is, is kingdom building. And so those are the things that popped into my head when I hear I work for him. It it actually helps me center because I do, I struggle with as someone who used to work maybe in a, not maybe full-time ministry, but in a Christian environment. Sure. And now I work in a secular environment per se. Um, it's hard for me to remember not uh, to just be down and detailed, you know? And so I work for him helps me center on that idea of what I'm doing. So uh, that, that's what I think mm-hmm. of the logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, anything to add to that? You know, I, I agree with Tim. I think uh, it's very important that, you know, every day you work up, no matter what you, when you wake up, no matter what you do, if you start the day, you know, thanking God for giving you another day, but then you're also thinking, how do I give that back to him today? It doesn't make any difference what business or what your profession is. You work for him every day, all day long. Well, it's important for us to understand that work was created by God before the curse. And a lot of people look at work as a result of the curse, as opposed to the fact that God gave Adam and Eve the garden and said, here, work it, till it, mm-hmm. cultivate it. And everything we have today, I say this on the air all the time, everything today above ground was once below the ground. Everything from the intricate parts of your iPhone, telephone, to this, this conference table, we're sitting around everything, all the nutrients for this table were once below the ground. And everything. the water. The water. Which their whole <laughs> business is Water came from a purified, this is not, as opposed to some people who bottle water that comes out of the Detroit River, where does your bottle water come from? An aquifer under Minnesota or some really cool <laughs> lake, right? Well, from uh, various sources. It all depends on where, where we uh, bring it from. And then we, 
we uh, clean it and treat it and put it in bottles and give everybody the best drinking water they could get. How, how do you guys keep the little plastic floaties from infiltrating your bottled water? Because that was something I was reading about. Did you guys read that article a couple yep. weeks ago? I'm sure you did. It's kind of your industry. <laughs> how do you keep the plastic little particles from infiltrating the water? Well, we do a very uh, intricate form of filtration. And then, you know, we, we do a lot of testing to make sure that that water is right when, before we send it out to our consumers. It's really good. It's very smooth. It's got, it's very, I'm a, I am a water, I am a water snob. Am I not a water snob? He is. I am well, and, and we kind of joked about it before we came in today because I was like, do you think we should bring in some bottles of water? Oh no, never mind. I will we'll have water there and it will be nicely branded. And I took a picture of it that we will post. Well, so Mike Herman, just tell us what is, what is Driesen Culligan? What's it all about? Well, we are a family-owned business. It's been in business since 1962, this company. But prior to that, of course, Emmett Culligan, who is the founder of Culligan Water, is the grandfather of the family that owns the company. And our what we do is we treat water, whether it's drinking water or water used um, to clean microchips for a computer. We, we treat water no matter what it is and provide the customer with what they need for water. I mean, you know, the, the Hey Culligan Man commercials when we were kids. You remember that commercial? Oh, yes. Lulu. Yeah. Lulu. That's she has a name. She has a name. She had an accent like uh, <laughs> Edith Bunker. That's the way she, that's all I remember it. Okay. So that was water soft. We had a water soft. We always had a Culligan water soft for growing up, but you guys did so much more. I mean, that's all I thought about Culligan. Oh, you guys sell water softeners, but it's really so much more. What are some of the things you guys sell today? Let's say let's talk on a residential level, and then we talk about commercial. Go ahead, Tim. You tell us. You're the IT guy. Tell us what sure. you guys sell. <laughs> oh, he's an expert on it. He was a general manager before he came into IT. Okay. So All he's right. the expert. Uh oh. So <laughs> I, well, I'd say our, probably our number our, our number one and two would be reverse osmosis and uh, softener filters. So softeners, water softener in the home, which could span out to saying like a iron filter. So if you live in the country, you mm-hmm. might have a iron filter and a water softener. And then when it comes to the drinking water side, you would have um, reverse osmosis, which is basically your, your bottled water, your Culligan bottled water or Dasani or something like that. Um, then he just said a competitor. I did. On the air. I did. To support that, then, um, you know, we, we have a pretty extensive salt delivery to support the water softeners. Mm-hmm. And then the other, I guess. And if you've got a shortage, just go out with a shovel outside on any of the stro- streets. There's plenty of that's salt. That's right. Yeah, you, <laughs> can, you can pick it up free for now. Um, <laughs> and then I think the third one would be bottled water. So we still do rent the old cooler, you know, around mm-hmm. the water cooler at work. Yeah. We have a lot of that bottled water delivery. So the five-gallon or three-gallon jugs, that would be the other major, those three categories, probably the, be the three major products we do residentially. Sue Wilson, this whole water industry thing is new to you. Uh, you know, numbers, what you do every day being the CFO, that's not new to you. But talk, talk about what, what's the most fascinating thing you've learned about water in the last couple of years? I think what I've learned is how much we depend on water in every industry, every way. So I'm amazed at the number of industrial and commercial applications where water is a part of the process to either clean something or to become part of a food product um, or just cleaning something inside the manufacturing process that we have um, many, many very complex commercial industrial customers that rely on us to help them get the kind of water they want, specifically with a certain balance in it or the absence of something in it. Wow. I mean, water's a lot more complicated than people think. It's a lot more than just <laughs> H2O. But 
I enjoy the H2O part. All right, and CFO Sue Wilson, she's my sister, just in case you're wondering, but she's got this incredible <laughs> company she works for, and she works in an executive team of Christ followers, and we thought it'd be really fun to do a an interview uh, with these guys as they're trying to grow Dries and Water to be you know the world's greatest Culligan franchise in the country. Well, the country's greatest Culligan franchise. All right, Tim, I said I was going to ask you a question. You're an IT guy, yet you, you, you made it sound like you were struggling with, what's my ministry? You, know, you, you said, well, it doesn't matter what you do, but it does matter what you do do you see the connection between what you do as an as the director of it for for Dries and culligan and an an attribute of god do you, do you see that i do but I, I i probably would simplify it a little more than that is that i don't do anything that i would say is kingdom work it's just that everything i do Ooh. impacts people who do kingdom who are in the kingdom so, okay so let's have a little conversation about that because yeah. i totally disagree with you well I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say ultimately is that if 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 Mike's computer is not working, right? I'm doing something for for Mike. So I'm I'm kingdom building for Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm playing with the keyboard, I'm doing something, I'm typing a note, I'm writing a I'm writing a policy. That all can impact the kingdom, but ultimately the stuff that I do is for the the end user. Because mm-hmm. if I just write a letter and stick it in a drawer, I, I don't know that there's a kingdom build in there, but if I hand it to somebody Hopefully, what I'm doing is carrying it. So I'm, I'm just skipping the, the behaviors okay. to go to the... So, so and, let's hop out the IT guy in the room, because a lot of IT people may think the same thing. Well, what I do is I just play with, I just play with computers. It doesn't really... I play with networks. But without you, oh, yeah. the company does nothing. So therefore, in itself, because you bring connectivity and you provide connectivity and the ability to provide relationship and speed and efficiency and safety and security all of those are kingdom principles yep. all of those which you prof- you um promote and utilize each and every day and what you do so the job of an it i mean in in today's world with you're like the you're almost like the gospel to a company because without mm-hmm. you the company doesn't exist right or they're just, just like, really slow at doing what they do because we well, go back to I the manual hear, process I, I or whatever, I did hear right? a sound today while we're, well, right before we were broadcasting. I did hear a sound today I had not heard in a very long time. The sound of a fax machine. Fax machine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's just hilarious. I hadn't heard a fax machine in a long time. I thought, you know, I just never, I hadn't heard that in decades. All right. So, but you got to see the significance of it. So, because sure. what you do every day is just like God does uh, across the globe, just connects people and he builds relationships. And that's what you provide for each and every day. You, 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 the company can't do those without yeah. you. I would get it. I, I would say the exact same thing. I'm just taking that ultimately I'm doing it for an individual. Okay. I'm so doing, serving. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. that's, that's maybe where I would go. Yeah. So Mike Herman, as, as you are the COO, so you're in charge of all the operations, you're getting it, you're getting it done. I mean, all the dirt flies uphill to you every day because that's what the job of the COO is. Something's broken. Isn't fix it, it water that flows uphill? No, but the dirt flows uphill oh. to it because the water flows uphill. That's really nice. <laughs> but the dirt flows uphill when it's, you're the COO. How do you see your work as kingdom work? How do you see the connection of your work to, to, um, what God is doing here on earth? Well, it's a tough question. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm almost uh, where Tim is with regards to servant leadership. Okay. Um, I've been blessed to be put in a position such as this, but I'm also blessed with the people that work within the organization. So how do I think you expound on the kingdom work is, you know, what I need to do is just support them. If they're, they have a stumbling block or they need some guidance somewhere, that's all I have to do. Um, 
I don't have to do all the hard work. I just support them, and, and they take care of the rest. So, so I'm very fortunate. Ways, but you're in a lot of ways, you know, science today, I don't know if you guys are studying this, but science, they're trying to figure out what the dark matter is, you know, everything that holds everything together. That's what you just described your job. So you're just like, see, what they're going to eventually find out is this dark matter, which they talk about maybe being the God particle. I mean, because they're trying to figure out, well, how did the universe stay where it is? How does it stay separate? How do these things keep from running? <laughs> like, well, because God's keeping them all in those places. And without God, it would just all... But that's what your job is. So you're a lot like the uh, dark matter, this this God particle. You're making sure everything's running right, and you're there to direct things when needed, but you, you're you making sure it's all running right. It makes the job easy, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, I think COO is an easier title and a nicer title, though, than, than the God dark director matter. of dark, dark matter. matter. <laughs> He needs a sweatshirt. <laughs> I, I, I could see one in your future. <laughs> All right. So, so Sue Wilson, you've been in numbers. You've been playing with numbers forever. I remember when you first got that cashier's job at the drugstore in Burnsville. You know, you, you just you love playing with numbers. Uh, and you now have had a long time of, of us talking about this. But how do you see your job as CFO of Driesen Culligan here in Owatonna, Minnesota, which you can find them online, culliganiswater.com. How do you see your job as a reflection of God? It's gotten more clear to me the longer I've worked. Um, but my job is not to just work on numbers, but to also teach and interpret numbers and what do they mean and um, how did I get to the number and educating people on um, what the numbers tell us about the business and how it runs, what needs to change, where we're over, where we're under budget, those kinds of things. So um, where I serve is really teaching and coaching. And then when I look at a budget or I look at our actual results, what do we need to change? What do we need to do differently? So I'm always coming alongside and having them, um, encouraging them either to change or continue to do what they're doing or um, let's look at this together. Let's understand it because we can't actually work through numbers without understanding them. Mm. Well, and, and when we realize, Martha, that the entire universe is completely predictable by numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you love numbers too, Martha. I do. So do you agree with Sue's analysis on, on her depiction of how her numbers job relates to, to a, a, an aspect or an attribute of God? Most definitely. And and I can affirm what she says that she does because I've experienced that myself and being, a, you know, getting help with interpreting and understanding and understanding the why. Um, I And if Sue and I, it both resonates with us too, that we love it when people say that God is a God of order. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that just speaks to our soul. <laughs> and you want your numbers person to believe that. That's and my be happy able to em- emulate order. <laughs> keeping all those numbers where they belong yes and and yes there's only one formula in all of the universe that doesn't line up that doesn't that doesn't work in man's mind mathematically mathematically and that's the tithe formula 100 minus 10 is still 100 that we'll have to talk about on a future day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so all you guys you're, you're you're operating your spiritual gifting you're getting to see god operating in what you do talk about the impact on the employees you said 280 or so, Mike Herman. Uh, as COO, you get 280 people throughout the organization. You said from uh, you know Japan over to uh, the UK. Well, all of your stores are between Japan and the UK, but you said Indiana, Minnesota. <laughs> I was trying to get some kind of rise. I would just look at me, this from dead the pants. From the east to the west. We do have customers we outside do. the US. Absolutely. Diego yeah. Garcia is the recent, yeah. most recent ones. Yep. 
Wow. Okay. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So we need to expand our thought processes. Talk to me about how your faith as COO flows down and through the organization. How do you, how do you, how do you make sure that it gets reproduced at, at all levels? Well, I, you know, uh, living your faith every day um, is, is a witness. So, you know, little things that make a difference. I, my signature on an email, I'll have a quote or something on my signature. Um, when we have a company Christmas parties, you know, we'll have a prayer at the company Christmas party. You know, there's not a lot of places that do that nowadays. So if we, you know, little things like that, or if somebody um, um, calls in and they're having a family issue, you know, ask them, well, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do it as a group sometimes and, and say a prayer. Somebody will send me a note and say, could you please put me on the prayer chain? Mm. If you're not living your... So you guys got a prayer chain within the company? No, but I on a couple other prayer chains. If, sure. If somebody has... Uh, something they like that prayer, we'll, I'll put it on that prayer chain. So I think just living your life every day and trying to follow Christ and walk in Christ's path and build that relationship with him, you just have the opportunity to share at all levels. Mm-hmm. Tim, what about you? You've got how many people are on your help desk, help team You know, as, as your director of IT here for Drees and Culligan? I have three folks on my staff. Okay. Our help desk, because it spans the accounting department and the HR department, our help desk is actually 10. Okay. Uh, but but our team is, uh, there's four of us on our team. And how does your faith flow down to those 310? Well, to the 310, I don't, I don't know specifically how it flows down. I would like to believe um, my life verse is Matthew 516. So let your light shine. And I, I just like to believe that by, by living and, and presenting the joy of the Lord to the people that I work with, that that light is... Uh, presently coming out of me so i mean that's not a specific answer for you but um i don't know you just try to work and impact the people that you talk to and you have to be interpersonal with them and so um when you're coaching and working with somebody side by side i just really believe that who you are um is not abandoned and i can i can share because two of the two of the three that are on his team i i have a, a fairly close personal relationship with and they have no doubt what Tim's faith is and what his walk in life is. Uh, so he, he walks it, he preaches it, he lives it every day. And I was just hearing that same thing, Mike, from what you were sharing. When you know, For somebody to ask you to put something on a prayer chain, they have to know you're on a prayer chain. You know, They have to know that that matters to you. So obviously somewhere along the way, you've you know, let them know or that that's been able to come up in conversation. And um, that is pivotal for employees because they need to know where they can go um, that really, for somebody that really cares. Absolutely. And so you're being that example for them. Well, when you have uh, such as what we have, what you have right here, you know, group, and, and there's others in the senior level uh, that are, you know, Christian. And when you have that group within a company, you don't have to be afraid to live your life each day as a Christian or, or think that it's going to hurts you somewhere else in your business life. And you really should never have to worry about that, but it's even more exciting when you can live it comfortably every day. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So Sue, we're going to run out of time in this segment, but I'll, I'll ask you the question. So you've got, how many people on your staff? I don't even know. At six, seven, seven. <laughs> she loses a couple here. And there. <laughs> well, seven directly on the accounting staff, then IT reports to me and HR. So uh, it's more than that, but 
We're going to have some of those stories after the break. From <laughs> no, no, you cannot share stories. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Tim Frankel is going to share stories about he has to report to my sister some days. Are there days that are easier to report to her than others? <laughs> I'm just kidding, sister. I, yes, you're buying dinner tonight. That's right. Okay, for sure. You betcha. We're just not far from the stone's throw from South Dakota, which I love saying on the air to South Dakota, North Dakota. It's fantastic. It's going to be a long week. It's you're not too be, far from Iowa either. Not too far from Iowa. And that's, you know, like they say, the greatest thing coming out of Iowa. 35. Okay. All right. So, oh yeah, our daughter lives there now. We can't say that, can we? Okay. All right. We're talking with Mike Herman, COO, Tim Franklin, Director of IT, Sue Wilson, CFO. That's my older sister. My favorite sister. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Just about their roles as executives within an organization of over 280 people. How is their faith impacting the work? So I said, Sue Wilson, I come back to you and say, okay, you've got six or seven on your team. You're still trying to figure out what what the number is, which is kind of scary for a CFO. You're not sure exactly the number. Um, What is, how do you see your work as an extension of the hand of God? And how is your, no, I already asked that question. How is your faith flowing down to your people? So first of all, I have to tell you one thing is as This is the a big CFO, sister speaking. I can see that she's coming out. <laughs> That's correct. No. Up for the record. Just for the record, mm-hmm. I can make the numbers whatever you want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> So let's set that aside. I think that somehow conflicts with your whole CPA no, it license. Doesn't. No, no, it no. doesn't. I, I kind of like that part about Sue. <laughs> <laughs> because it just all depends on how you're asking the question is what you're going to get for an answer. Um, so what's exciting to me when I think about how my faith flows down, um, one of the things that I keep in my office is a devotional and a Bible, and, and Mike does as well, and it's actually the same one. Um, what is we, it? We Give bo- it a plug. Uh, Sarah Young, okay, Jesus one? Calling. Okay, all right. Um, and then we both play Christian music in our in our offices, and, and so does Tim um, most of the time. You're streaming. So, I would hope he's the IT guy. He should be streaming. <laughs> if he's playing a radio, I'd be very disappointed. But it just creates a different atmosphere. Even when you walk in, I have um, faith-based stuff on my wall. Mm-hmm. And um, so people, I don't try to hide that even in, in my own office. But um, I think part of being a Christian um, leader is also holding people accountable, speaking truth into what they do. And when something isn't going well, to not sugarcoat it. In Minnesota, we have Minnesota nice and they don't always actually do you a favor by, they sometimes say, well, let's not deal with that. Um, what do you mean? I, like conflict you're talking about? Not necessarily conflict, but even oh, yeah. performance-based yes. things. Yes, necessary conflict. Yes, yes necessary conflict, healthy yes. conflict. Mm-hmm. And so part of what I gift to the staff below me is that they're going to always know who Sue is. They're going to know how I think and feel about what they do. I'm going to correct them. I'm going to hold them accountable. Uh, Tim has some examples of that because it's not always easy. And Tim holds me accountable sometimes, too, when I don't have enough time to get something done. So I think that that's just as important as showing love is also giving people boundaries, healthy boundaries, and holding them accountable, speaking truth, calling them on the carpet when they've done something that's not right or said something that's not true. Um, because we want to base our lives on integrity and ethics. And we actually just Friday, we're talking about what kind of a culture we want to have in this company. And caring was number one. Hmm. And that comes from who the, the senior leadership team is and what we're trying to accomplish. So if I were to walk down these hallowed wall, hallowed hallways and listen to the, you know, the, the people talking around here, pop into one of your stores, and I would ask them, hey, how does Mike Herman's faith impact you? Are they, what, what are they going to say? What do you think they're going to say? 
Are they going to know? The, the, the folks that I... the GMs, did the general managers report to you? Yes. Okay, all right. They're, they know. Okay. Uh, without a question, I would believe that every Absolutely. general manager, regional manager, region sales manager, people I work with directly or second down, they, they, have, they know. So what are they going to say? How are they going to say your faith is impacting them? I, w- I would say that they would have a comfort with uh, sharing or talking to me because of uh, integrity and honesty. I may not give them the answers, kind of where Sue is going. I may not give them the answer that they want to hear. But I will give them the answer that I feel is best, and it'll be honest, and it'll be uh, straightforward. So they know they can count on you for the truth. Absolutely. So, Tim, one of the things uh, as director of IT, people call you a lot of times they're in panic mode. Um, <laughs> I lost this file. My computer won't boot up. It's There's something wrong. The widget is not connected to the digit today or whatever, whatever it may be. How does your faith come out when people are not necessarily on their – they don't have Minnesota nice on. They're not wearing Minnesota nice today when they call the <laughs> IT guy. Yeah, well, I think I think that's uh, definitely a two-way street because if you get five of those in 10 minutes, you might not all of a sudden start to have your Minnesota <laughs> nice on. So, uh, you know, one of the things we've been working on with the last couple of years with our uh, leadership training throughout the organization from general managers all the way up to the executive team is uh, really developing sort of a one Dreesen mentality that we're in it together, we're working together Um and kind of my, my personal thing is uh, bring everyone with this year. That's kind of my personal thought is bring Wait everyone with. And just, just say that again. Bring everyone with. Okay. See, that's a Minnesota. That very, is it is. Totally it is a, yeah. Just so you the know. dangling participles. Just right. so you know, we're in Minnesota. That's right. We're to end the sentences. We're going to bring you, know, you with. They, they end the sentences on a preposition. That's right. Because that's what you can do. That's what we got trained in elementary school to do stuff like that, didn't we, sister? Yep. Come with. That's right. Come with. Come with what? Right. What am I supposed to bring? Tacos. Yeah. That's right. Come with. Okay. I love that. Thank you for doing yeah. that. That was just fantastic. That's right. I just wanted to <laughs> drop that in there for you. So, um, but we want to bring everyone with, I'll just leave it there. Cause that's, yeah. that's, yeah. So ultimately I think, uh, our goal and our pursuit, especially we launched a new, uh, help desk platform this year mm. was to let people know that we care more about them. Um, than maybe we appear as if you have one or two it guys, serving an entire company of 280 people that all might have needs, it might feel very quickly like I don't care about you because I haven't talked to you about that need in two days or, you know, whatever. And so we, we try to put out there some technology that would help us prove that we care. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's the first thing. I was just trying to communicate better to people. Um, I do care about you first as an individual. Second of all, about the fact that you're, you know, your keypad is stuck or, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Um, so I think, you know, that's a challenge to follow through when you have a lot of different people that need help. Um, I don't know, just trying to respond and let people know that we're, we're there for them. What are you guys, how, let's just ask this question. We'll start with you, Sue Wilson. What are you doing to enrich your walk with the Lord on a daily basis to make yourself a better leader? So several things. Um, I am in Bible studies as often as I can be with other women because I think that that's very enriching for me. It's very rewarding and it fills me up on a daily basis. It's devotions in the at morning time and evening as um, time allows. Sometimes it's only one or the other, but I happen to love Sarah Young. Um, I'm actually reading her series right now that's on joy. And it's super fun to start your day talking about joy and how you're going to bring joy into your day. Because I think that if I come to work with a smile on my face and I'm energetic and I can, I can breathe that on everybody else. And I have a pretty intense 
job and a pretty intense day, but we do have fun and we do enjoy each other's company and we get a lot accomplished. Um, but we, so it's been fun to focus on joy this year. Mm. Mike Herman, what are you doing to, to grow yourself spiritually to make sure that you're the most effective, God-fearing, Christ-centered leader, COO of this organization? Well, you know, that's a, that's a continuing thing. I don't think you ever reach a, the goal you ever aspire to. But, you know, I finish each day with devotionals and prayer, um, whether it's for giving thanks for the day that's just happened and asking for strength and courage to continue on to the next day and to uh, ask, okay, Lord, show me where I can grow. And, and in the Bible, it's all there. It's just a matter of when he wants to reveal it. And I start each day the same way. Uh, when I And I start that here in the office. I usually come in early, pretty early. <laughs> and the He's first, a military guy. Military guys <laughs> get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's about right. Um, and I start the day, I read the same uh, daily devotional, and then I break out. I have the Marine Bible on my desk. Mm. And then I, does it yell at you? Is that what it does? It, the it, Marine Bible? It, it just gives it to you straight and true. <laughs> okay. All right. And then I read the verses and stuff that go with that, and I say, okay, how can I put that into play today, and who can I share this with? Mm. All right, Tim Franklin, how are you investing in yourself spiritually so that you can be the best IT director out there? Uh, well, first, first and foremost, I think it's, it's prayer because I'm ultimately flawed. Um, and computers sometimes flummox us. Yeah, they, they're flawed <laughs> too. Um, so we're a good fit, but I, th I think ultimately it's that it's trying to keep yourself centered on, on the main thing. Um, I don't have a Marine Bible. I'm surprised like every other page has large print because when you're, you know, extended on the push up, you right. read one page, you go down, you read the next page. <laughs> Well, the Marine Bible comes up with you, too. Oh, does it? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I do have a, a, a Maxwell Leadership Bible. And so kind of looking for different passages that talk about, you know, growing your faith as it relates to, to leading and to working in, in work. And so that's something I like to do. And then I'm um, a worship guy. So music really I'm with keeps, you there. keeps me, sets me ablaze mm -hmm. um, me too. in my spirit. So. Especially when you get a computer problem and it's late at night and you just can't get it done. You worship right. is the only way to do it. Only way to keep the computers from flying across the room. All right. Mike Herman, COO. Tim Franklin, Director of IT. My favorite sister, Sue Wilson, CFO of Dreesen, <laughs> Culligan Water. Thank you all for being on I Work for Him today. Well, thank you. you. It was great. Thank Thanks. You. Enjoyed it. it. Thanks for making, making us part, and I'm looking forward to dinner. You've been listening, <laughs> you've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.